You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. you're going to face something that's major and you get through it with flying colors because you cannot but trust in the Lord you cannot but trust in the Lord when this major thing happens to you and then there's those times where this little thing comes up and you go I got this one Lord I got this one and you fail miserably You absolutely fall flat on your face, failing miserably because you thought you had it. That moment when we trust in ourselves and fall flat on our faces doesn't get to determine who we are or what our future will look like. Today, Pastor Dave will take us through the Savior's response to our failure. We all know that failure is going to happen. So what we will learn today is such good news for us. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 13 as he continues his message, Take Heed Lest You Fall. The tradition says he was crucified upside down. But nevertheless, he did follow Jesus Christ to a cross and eventually to heaven. But right now, Peter doesn't understand what Jesus is talking about. And in fairness, neither did any of the other disciples. So he emotionally then speaks. He starts to get a hint of what Jesus might be saying, and his emotion wells up to him, and he says, I will lay down my life for you. I will lay down my life for you. And you can hear this emotion building up in Peter. So Peter now affirms his love for Jesus. He affirms his love for Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, greater love hath no man than he lay down his life for his friend. Peter is saying, I love you so much that I will die for you. I will lay my life down for you. Lord, I love you so much and I will give my life. Hence, remember when we said words are cheap? Words are easy to speak, but actions speak louder than words. It's one thing to say it. It's one thing to come out with it and say it, but it's quite different to do it when the time comes. Careful, Peter. Take heed lest you fall. Don't let your mouth get ahead of you. Be careful of good intentions without action. Many, many times I think I've said things to Christ that were in the emotion of the moment. And I really meant them. I had good intentions of what I said. But when it came to the place where the rubber met the road, I failed miserably. Now, I think that being emotional about the Lord is good. I'm in favor of making a commitment to Him. And I think it's good to express our love and total surrender to Him. But there needs to be action. And this is huge. The commitment in words must be followed by an action that supports those words. There must be action. There must be noticeable action that supports those words. We can just not blow smoke. We must support our commitment with actions. So Jesus takes Peter's words 
And he gives them right back to him in the form of a question himself. Look at 38a. Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? (laughs) Will you? Will you? What Jesus said, in my opinion, must have cut Peter to the quick. Must have cut Peter to the quick. And we'll get to this when we get to chapter 20, when Jesus restores Peter in that beautiful, beautiful scenario when he says, Peter, do you love me? And you can almost hear Peter, Peter's voice cracking. Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you. But this must have cut Peter terribly. This must have cut Peter too. Will you? What do you mean? You're questioning me? You're questioning my faith? You're questioning me? Look what Jesus says. Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. This must have taken the breath right out of Peter. This must have taken his breath right away. Me? Jesus knew that Peter was making a rash statement. He knew that Peter wanted to lay down his life for him. He knew that Peter had good intentions about laying his life down for him. But he also knew the reality that soon would come true. He knew that Peter was going to deny him three times. But what don't you hear in these words? And maybe I read too much into it and I look at it and say, what don't you hear? I don't hear harshness. I don't hear a harshness in Jesus' tone. I don't hear that. I don't hear condemnation in Jesus' voice when he informed Peter's and hearers. What do I hear? I hear a love and tenderness. I hear a tenderness in Jesus. I hear a tenderness in Jesus. Jesus knows that this will be one of the most difficult trials that Peter is ever going to have to face. In fact, this is recorded in all four Gospels. And in Luke, Dr. Luke says something incredible about this scene. Dr. Luke has Jesus saying to Peter, Satan has desired you that he might sift you like wheat. But I've prayed for you, Peter. Imagine that. I've prayed for you, Peter. I've prayed for you. And then he says this statement, which just absolutely makes me weak in the knees. He says to Peter, and when you have returned, strengthen my brethren. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, there's something really really enamoring about Simon Peter. You know, we get this vision of this big hunk of a guy, fisherman, you know, with Popeye arms. And after all, if you pulled nets all the time with fish in them, you've had big arms too, wouldn't you? I mean, come on. We got this big vision of this guy, probably got a beard, probably doesn't have the best clothes in the world, probably is not the sharpiest or snappiest dresser, you know. He's a lovable lug. This big old guy, physical stature. And we also get this impression of some guy who's impulsive. If it's on his mind, he speaks it. You know, if it's there, he calls it like it is, you know. But he's always getting into trouble. He's always getting in trouble. Thou art the Christ, son of the living God. So flesh and blood didn't tell you that, Simon Peter, but you're my father in heaven by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, now I have to go to Jerusalem and go to the... No, 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 you can't do that, Lord. Get behind me, Satan. I just called you son of God. Lord, it's good for us to be here. Isn't it great to be on this mountain? There's Elijah and Moses and everybody. This is great. Let's build three temples. We're going down below. Come on, Peter. You gotta love this guy. 
Peter says everything that we're thinking. Come on. Everything that we think, Peter says. I, I love him. I love him. And sometimes it was right and very good. And then other times it was wrong and very wrong. I mean, how would you like Jesus to call you Satan? Get behind me. Oh, oh wait a minute. But Jesus said to him, Peter, Satan has asked for you. He wants to sift you as wheat. He's asked for you. But I prayed for you that your faith isn't going to fail, Peter. And I believe that the prayer of Jesus was answered. I don't believe Peter's problem was lack of faith. I don't believe Peter's problem was lack of faith. Oh, he failed as a witness big time. Peter failed as a witness big time. He always believed the Lord. And Jesus says to him, when you return to me, strengthen your brothers. When we make our statements of devotion and commitment to the Lord, I wonder how many times he repeats them back to us. When we say things like, Lord, I'm going to do this for you. Does he say, will you? <laughs> will you? you? You sure? Will you really want to do that? He knows in a moment we'll probably be failing under the pressure of the moment. I love how Jesus is so gentle with Peter. I love how he knew that Peter was going to do this, and yet he was so gentle with him. He is that tender with you too. In the midst of your failure, in the midst of your problems, he is so gentle and so loving to you. All he wants you to do is recognize who he is and come to him. He just wants you to trust in him with everything you have. He is so gentle and tender. He's not carrying a great big wooden spoon around looking to whack you upside the head with it. He loves you. He didn't make a big issue over Peter's false boasting. He did not tell Peter about his failure or condemning way. He wasn't harsh with Peter. It was just a matter of fact. Peter was smarting. He was hurting from the words Jesus had said. He was hurting. He was really, really hurting. He didn't know what else to do. And then Jesus says, take a minute and look at 14.1. Look at 14.1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. You know, I always thought that Jesus was speaking to all the disciples when he said this. I always thought that Jesus was speaking to all the disciples, and he probably was. He, he probably was since he was getting ready to go to the cross. But is he looking at Peter? Does he see the hurt on Peter's face by what he just said? And as he's speaking to Peter, as he looks at Peter, sees the hurt in his face, and he says, let not your heart be troubled, Peter. You believe in God? Believe in me. I mean, I just get this feeling that Jesus is trying to reach out to him. He knew that Peter would have a troubled heart. He knew that Peter's heart would be broken. We read, after the failure, what happens? Peter goes out and he weeps bitterly. He weeps bitterly over his failure to say that he was with Jesus. He weeps bitterly. I don't know about you. Like I said, you're so much more spiritual than I, but I've made promises to Jesus that I have not kept. I've made promises to the Lord that I have not kept. And many times because of those promises, because of me not keeping promise, I have tasted bitter tears. I have been upset because I couldn't keep the promise that I made to my Lord and Savior. After what he did for me on the cross, I couldn't keep a lousy promise. And it brought me to tears. I've tasted the tears of failure. And when that happens in your life, know one thing. 
There's somebody out there who wants to take advantage of that time and try to separate you from Jesus Christ. That's when the evil one comes in and he says, well, you know what? Because you failed him, he's disgusted with you. He don't want any part of you anymore. Oh, man, he thinks you're the dregs of the earth, man. He's going to leave you in the dust. That is so far from the truth. But we buy into the lie. We buy into the lie and we become even more crushed. We become even more upset. We get even more isolated. The truth of the matter is when we fail in the weakness of our heart, when we're struggling, Jesus looks at us and says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Have faith in me. Believe in me. The problem is we believed in ourselves. We thought that we were capable. We thought our flesh was capable of handling the situation instead of giving it to the Lord and allowing the Lord to handle the situation. Peter was boasting in his steadfastness of Jesus. I'll never deny you. The statement of Peter's was a bold confidence in the flesh. Listen to what the other gospels say about this same verse. Jesus said to the disciples, all of you are going to be offended tonight because of me. And Peter stands up and says, oh, Lord, though all them may be offended, not I. I won't be offended. See, Peter looked at them and said, I'm not like those guys. I'll never do that to you, Lord. I'm better than they are because I'm more spiritual than they are. I won't do that to you. You can hear his boastful comment, his attitude of superiority. Paul said, don't have any confidence in the flesh. Don't put your confidence in the flesh. Why? Because the flesh will always fail you. The flesh will always fail you. Don't put your confidence in your flesh. Paul says, in my flesh dwells no good thing. There's nothing good in my flesh. Be careful of boasting. Be careful of condemning others' actions by saying, I'll never do that. Oh, look at that person over there. You'll never catch me doing that. Take heed, lest you fall. Take heed, lest you fall into temptation. As we get further down, when we come to chapter 15, when Jesus is talking about the vine and the branches, he clearly says in chapter 15, verse 5, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Take heed, lest you fall. The Lord takes a dim view of our pride. The wisest man probably ever, by the name of Solomon, wrote these proverbs. And in chapter 16, verse 8, he said, pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before a fall. Take heed lest you fall. Jesus is basically saying, don't believe in yourself, believe in me. Don't trust in yourself, trust in me. These things are going to come. Trouble is going to come. What happens? Later that same evening, Later that same evening, they go to the Garden of Gethsemane. 
He tells some to wait here, and he takes Peter, James, and John closer into the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says, you guys wait here and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. I'm going to go off. And he goes away, and he prays. And he comes back. What are they doing? Sleeping. They're sleeping. Wake up. Can you not just pray for an hour? Oh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. The spirit is so willing, but the flesh is so weak. And then all of a sudden, this huge crowd appears. And they're being led by Judas. They're coming into the Garden of Gethsemane with great force. And there's a multitude of people with swords drawn. And they walk up to him. And they say, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. And they kind of fall backwards. And then he realizes, and what happens? What does our boy do? What does Mr. Impulsive do? I'll lay down my life for you. He pulls the sword and cuts the ear off of Malchus. So at that time, guess what? He was ready. He was ready to do what Jesus said. He would lay down his life. He was going to do that. Who stopped him from doing anything else? Jesus. Jesus stopped him. You know, sometimes we face something that's major. Sometimes you're going to face something that's major. And you get through it with flying colors because you cannot but trust in the Lord. You cannot but trust in the Lord when this major thing happens to you. And then there's those times where this little thing comes up and you go, I got this one, Lord. I got this one. And you fail miserably. You absolutely fall flat on your face failing miserably because you thought you had it. And what I love about our Lord, what I love about our God, he says back and goes, let me know how that one works out for you. Go ahead. Let me see that. My goodness. Standing by Jesus' side that night, Peter draws a sword, and man, he's ready to take on the entire band of soldiers. He goes to the fire, and this little tiny maid girl comes up and goes, weren't you with Jesus? Oh, no, no, I don't even know the guy. Whoa, no. He's ready to take on a band of soldiers for Jesus, and yet some little maid calls him out, and he wilts like a flower in the sun. We need Christ all the time. We need Jesus at every angle of our life, at every moment of our life. We need him so much that if he says, don't take that next breath, I don't take a breath. We need him so much. And what's really interesting is that look at the Peter after Pentecost. Look at the Peter after the fall of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. He's a different Peter. He's no longer walking by emotion, but by the work of Jesus on the cross and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen to this. Copy in one commentator said this. I love this verse. Listen to this. Quote, Christ must first die for Peter before Peter can die for him. Oh, I like that. I really like that. So why do we make promises to God? Why do we make promises to God? Usually we want to get something from him. Lord, if I just do this, you're going to do this, right? I'm just going to do this. I make a vow. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll never eat that whole pumpkin pie again. I promise. I promise I won't do that. Unless, of course, there's whipped cream. No, I promise I won't do that. Many times we make a vow 
right before the failure, right before the failure, and then after the failure, we go, Lord, I'm never going to do that again. No, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Why? Because we're trying to remain in his good graces. We're trying to remain on his good side. It's like, you didn't see that, right, Lord? No, okay. The problem is Christ knows our future. Jesus knows the future. He knows we're going to fail. He knows we're not going to fail. And that's when we promise never to do it again, if he knows that we're going to fail, it's meaningless. It's just words. It's just words without actions. As I see it, the promise to vow to the Lord is only to trust in the flesh. I mean, you may be very sincere. Don't get me wrong. I am not coming down on anybody's sincerity when you try to cry out to the Lord. I am not coming down on your sincerity. Peter was sincere in his words. I will lay down my life for you. Peter was sincere. Peter had good intentions. His heart was in the right place. But he was relying on his flesh. So it's better not to do that, especially if you hope to receive a favor from him. When we trust in the flesh, you will always end up in failure. When you trust in the flesh, you will always end up in failure. And what does failure do? It troubles our heart. Because when we have failed our Lord, we too weep bitterly. We too weep bitterly. At least I hope you do. I really do. As Peter, we often think that we're better than we really are. As Peter, we often think we're better than other people. We raise ourselves up. We're stronger and more committed to the Lord than everybody else. It's always troubling when we recognize our weakness. It's always troubling. That's why you got to love David. Lord, search my heart. <laughs> search my heart and point out any wicked thing in there. Come on, Lord, show me. Show me what's going on. I'm here to tell you this morning that our Lord is such a loving Lord. That he grants us blessings solely based on one thing and one thing only. His amazing grace. His amazing grace is how he grants us these blessings. In spite of your weaknesses. In spite of your failures. And he prefers that when the blessings come. That I'm not walking around going, good job Dave. Look what I did. Good job. No, when the blessing comes, I'm giving all glory, honor, and praise to him. I'm giving all glory and honor and praise to him because he did the work that I couldn't do. What a mighty God we serve, amen? You know, when I was writing this and I came to the end and I could only think of one thing, and that's the proverb, 315. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what happens? He will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. Let not your words be empty, Christian. Let not your words be hollow. Let not your words just be smoke thrown up. But let your words be true. And let the actions following your words match. Match those things. And trust in the Lord always as you're doing these things. Lean not on your own understanding. There's a way that seems right to the man. But the way is death. The way is destruction. Take heed, Christian, lest you fall. You are a sure 
Our time with you is coming to an end today on A Sure Hope. On our next edition, Pastor Dave Shank will continue this journey through the book of John. But for now, you can listen to more teachings from this series online at assurehoperadio.com. We encourage you to download these messages so that they are available wherever you go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for A Sure Hope and see the latest editions as soon as they're posted. If you're enjoying these teachings and would like to get more involved with the church behind this ministry, we'd love to meet you at Calvary Chapel Cape May for a time of worship and Bible study. We meet weekly on Sundays at 10 a.m. Give us a call for more information. Our number is 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. Otherwise, you can visit Assure Hope Radio for times and directions. If you're not able to join us in person, we're streaming our services on Facebook Live. Just look for the link on our website at assurehoperadio.com. Thanks for listening to today's message in the book of John. We pray you continue to be blessed as you study the Word and that you discover how God's doing great things in your life. We look forward to you joining us again as Pastor Dave has more to share from this book that entails where Jesus walked and the amazing wonders he performed while here on earth. He's still doing wonders today too. Come hear about that next time on A Sure Hope.